everybody and welcome back to this no <laughs> i forgot the name of the podcast welcome back to this is a filmmaker <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's me this is a filmmaker no welcome back to one of us is a filmmaker the podcast yes. very good very good welcome back thanks for listening so far we've had three episodes out by now can mm, you imagine i know we're moving moving places Moving forward. Moving forward. Not really. moving backwards. What's that thing in um, Friends where they're like, if you're not moving forward, then you're just standing still. And standing still is good. Watch this. When Phoebe's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It yeah. wasn't that great. <laughs> uh, okay. It's not like a classic famous Friends bit, so I don't know how many people will remember that moment. Um, off topic. Mm. Do you know Friends technically had a sequel with Joey? Yes. It did have a sequel. Well, this is an interesting segue. It did have a sequel, which apparently did terribly. Did you never watch Joey? No, I never bothered. Oh, it was... Where did you watch it? I don't understand. On the TV. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, where? Just on Channel 4, I think it was on. Oh, was it on Channel 4? I don't remember that. Yeah, I just watched one episode and I wasn't too into it. And I don't think it did very well. It was cancelled after one season, I think. I mean, when they announced they were doing a Joey spin-off, I was not impressed. Like Friends doesn't need a sequel. It is what it is. Yeah, it actually doesn't didn't make any sense for that character to have his own show. No. But. I mean this isn't a TV podcast. No, no, no. This is so while we're mentioning Friends, the reason I did bring it up in a very roundabout segue mm. is that today Jiggy and I are going to be having a great debate. Oh. And this debate is sequels that beat the original films. That's pretty exciting actually. I'm trying to think of something that comes to my head, but I'm sure you've got some lined up. So I do. I have a few films that I will propose to Orion that okay. I think were better than the original or are very hotly debated as better than the original. Mm. But I'm sure there will be some sequels I'll miss out. So if there are any that you have in mind that you think we could discuss in another sequels beat the OG episode. Yeah, let us know. Let us know in the comments. Yep. I was just going to say that... Mm-hmm. It's hard making sequels because how do you recapture the magic of the first one? Presumably they'll do a sequel because the first one did so well. Yeah, I guess so. We can talk about this thing we talked about in the Pixar episode, which was Incredibles 2. And part of what is scary about a sequel is ruining the magic of the first one. Yeah. Yes, I think the most common reason I'm sure that film studios make sequels is because of the, Money. the old... Yeah. <laughs> They want a bit of that cash thing, don't Mm. they? But these sequels probably were made with that sort of cynical thought in mind. Mm. Yes, let's get bums on seats, but they artistically are also very good and compete with the first. Okay, so we're not not just looking at money grabbers. We're looking at legitimate, could be good sequels. Yeah, because it's it's sequels that beat the OG. Oh, right, right, right. right. So we're doing sequels that are as good or if not better than the first one. Okay. All right, I'm down. I'm ready. I'm going to start with a Marvel classic. Marvel? Marvel classic. There's so many Marvel films. Okay. Yes, there are so many Marvel films. There are so many Marvel sequels. But I'm taking this back to the old 2000s, early 2000s. Now that you said that, I think I know which one it is. Now, I think Spider-Man 2 is an amazing sequel and actually one of my favourite Marvel films that they've done Mm. before, after all time. Mm-hmm. The good thing about Spider-Man 2 is it's just got such a great villain, Dr. Oct. 
and it's really scary mm -hmm. and also the journey that peter goes on in the story it's a very human emotional storyline where mm -hmm. he's going through a lot of ups and downs yeah he's having he's having trouble he's having a life. crisis he's having life. a crisis yeah. with mary jane he decides not to be spidey for a little while Ah, oh, it's just it's an emotional roller coaster that film. I mean, it's a relatable person going living through their twenties, trying to balance relationship, work, superpower, <laughs> trying to balance it all. You know, I mean, that is what pretty much anyone in their twenties is going through. I'd say so. Hit the nail on the head with that one. In terms of the first one, obviously, it's it's quite fun him figuring out he's mm. Spidey and all that. But the second one just, it really draws you in. And yeah, it's got a really good dramatic heart to it. Feels more like a drama. And I think I read something about the actors that they really felt like with the director, especially with the second one, that it was character first and driven by the emotional heart of the story mm. rather than let's do let's an action do, uh, film. Yeah, superhero movie. I mean, Sam Raimi's great. Um, it also has, in support of the second one, it has one of the best superhero scenes of all time, which was Dr. Octopus's first awakening. Mm. You know, in the when he's getting worked on in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And Sam Raimi just said to the studio, he was like, look, I'm a horror director. Let me have a go at a horror scene in a, in a Marvel film. And they were like, go for it. And it just turned out to be one of the best scenes in any Marvel film still. I'd say. Yeah, where, terrifying. The, where the arms come alive. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so gruesome, actually. I remember being pretty terrified by that. And there's a few good jump scares that they mm -hmm. do in that sequence as well. There are so many good sequences in the second one. I'm just thinking about the whole opening where he's delivering the pizza and he's late. Oh, yeah, it's great. I just feel so bad Pizza time. <laughs> <laughs> it's pizza time. You're late. I'm not paying for those. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. oh, You're fired. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's got classic lines. They're all memes now, but it's just great. Yeah. I would have to agree. Spider-Man 2 is just really, really fun. Very emotional. Great scenes. Great um, set pieces as well. Another one is the, you know, when he's stopping the the metro. The train. The <laughs> yeah, train the train going through the city. And that was such a great scene. Oh, so side note is oh. that in Incredibles 2... There is literally the same sequence with Elastigirl stopping a train from crashing. Feels very similar to me. I'm guessing it would be very heavily inspired. But also, they did it in the first Incredibles. Yeah, with... Um, the train stopping scene with uh, Mr. Incredible, right? It's basically right at the start before the wedding, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And in the second one, there's a train sequence with Elastigirl um, where she stops a train from going off the rails, as it were. <laughs> Clearly influenced by Spider-Man 2. Mm. <laughs> so... There you um, go. And there's a bit where he, I mean, I know it's, the character is in a lot of stress, but actually it really makes me laugh when he's like holding uh, the front of the train and he's going, Aah! Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's just, what's his name? Uh... No, no, I know. It's, <laughs> it's a good just, piece of acting and it's yeah. dramatic, but it just always made me chuckle. <laughs> it's really funny. And then yeah. everybody, like, he falls into the arms mm -hmm. of everyone in there. It's really sweet, but I think... If you made that now, obviously someone will whip out a camera phone and be like, hey, it's Peter Parker, yeah. is it he? This guy is yeah. Spider-Man. Which is basically what happens in the new Spider-Man, like a kid with a phone. Well, and that's why Peter Parker gets found out yeah, exactly. by the world. But then it's resolved like that. I know, we'll, we'll skip that. <laughs> that's a different conversation. Yeah, that's a different conversation. But for me, what makes it better is... Than Spider-Man 1. Than Spider-Man 1, mm -hmm. we're talking about specifically is basically in agreement with you, the action sequences and the emotion in the story. But I don't want to say that it's like leagues ahead of the first one, because okay. actually the first one 
is really good and it holds up very well, and especially with um, what's his name. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, just, he played that so well, so terrifying. I mean, Willem Dafoe is so good in anything he does. Yeah. He's so great. What I mean, what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? Yeah. But no, it's just really good. Um, yeah, in my, head, I, in my head, I feel like the first film is more fun, generally. That's interesting, because I would disagree. Really? I'm not yeah. that I'm, I, th- I love the second one. I do think it's better. But maybe it's just because I feel like it's got more of an emotional well, I mean, And that's why I don't think it's as fun. But it's more, there are more spectacles with those action sequences. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just a really sad story. Oh, and I just, I'm remembering so much about the second one where he's like living in that tiny little apartment. <laughs> I know, it's a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a box. Maybe I relate to it being, you know, reaching my 30s and living destitute. Yeah. I don't really, but, you know, that that struggle. Is trying it, to be a, he's trying to be a photographer. Well, or, that's what I meant is, like, you know, you're, you're going through your 20s. You know, yeah. he's literally figure he's after high school, in college, like, trying to figure out life. And then he's expected to do all this crap on the side of, like, fighting all these bad guys. And, all this crap. Well, I Saving mean, people. Well, yeah. Don't but, need none of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, I do. It's just insane. Like, he's just so busy and he can't. Really, he can't. Feels like he can't talk to anyone about it because no one knows. And then, yeah. but what you said about the emotion is like part of what makes it the weight of the reveal to Mary Jane at the end that he's Spider Man so impactful is not. Oh, it's he's been so unsure about whether he should tell someone. It's like finally, he doesn't have to be alone anymore. And yeah. he's like, oh, you know. And I think that weight is lost a lot from subsequent Marvel films or like superhero films where the reveal happens. It's like, well, you haven't spent the whole movie explaining what it means to be able to tell someone and what it yeah. actually does it for you for you and your health and your life. Yeah, and I really love the um the sequence where he's decided he's not gonna be Spider Man and he's uh walking around and he sees bad stuff going on, he goes to see Mary Jane's play and the the song is Raindrops keep falling on my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love and it like ends on nothing's worrying me. me and just like that sort of freeze frame at the end. Which was really weird. <laughs> it's a really weird freeze frame but I wonder if it was supposed to be like I'm sure it was it intentional was supposed to be cliche like yeah yeah I, I think that was the vibe probably but I, I could also see how they were like oh no this is what needs to happen <laughs> not cliche oh well but it works because it's funny and it's yeah good. and then um and then he's in Mary Jane's play I'm glad <laughs> I am Glad to hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that English accent is so random. We basically reenacted a lot of that movie to see it. But we love it. We do love so. it. I haven't watched it in actually quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, a far I, cry from Spider-Man 3, I would say. I know. I watched Spider-Man 1, enjoy it, watch Spider-Man 2, love it, and then that's where I stop. I don't tend to go back and re-watch Spider-Man 3. I, I don't think there's going to be much of a great debate about how bad Spider-Man 3 is. So. I, I mean, we did briefly talk about it in another episode as well but it's just about how there's it's so saturated with like three villains and mm. i can't really compute they didn't need all those and there's too many storylines and it doesn't feel rooted in anything which you know is a shame because i think the other two are really good especially the second one so anything else you want to say about spider-man 2 about spider-man 2 no i mean just great film there's not much to say it's but you think good. it's ahead of the first one but not by Miles and Miles. Yes. A close race between the two of them. And now I think the second one is more fun. Actually, like we were going back to that point. I just remember what I was going to say. <laughs> the second one is actually more fun because I, I've watched both relatively recently, I would say within the past couple of years. And I remember thinking the f- first one actually gets quite heavy. I would think the opposite. 
like especially towards the end like the 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 action sequence feels quite like dark and gruesome and painful whereas i don't feel like pain is how i would describe the second one emotional pain is what it's filled with that's deep <laughs> <laughs> well there you go yep i think we agree that spider-man 2 does beat the og but yep. not necessarily by by a long long way yeah i would say that. very good well i'm proposing we got another one here yeah here do you go. know three out of the five on my list begin with s just a little fun fact for you well s is a very common letter it is. Um, Great conversation. <laughs> you know, well, I'll, I'll keep going with the S's then. <laughs> okay. I'll keep going with the S's okay. then. And I'm going to go for Sister Act 2. Wow. You know what? Joyful, joyful, love. We adore I mean, We could sing that whole thing if we really want to, but we might, oh, yeah. we might run out of time. <laughs> so. no, I love it. The breakdown at the end. I mean... Sister Act 1 is also glorious. I love Sister Act 1 and Sister Act 2. For me, they are very close on par. I don't know which one is the better film, but I would say, nostalgic-wise, I watched Sister Act 2 before I saw the first one, which is why I think... Did you? Yeah, we had it on video. We didn't have the first one on video till after um, we had the second one. Okay, okay. Which makes sense, because I, the second one's a PG, and I think the first is a 12. Well, the first has a lot of violence themes. Yeah, so, a little bit, you know, a few uh, gunshots here yeah, and there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, so that makes sense. Yeah, the um, second one's more family friendly, I would say. So, other than nostalgia, mm. what, what do you think about the second one in comparison to the first then? I mean, they are very much on a par for me. I love the songs in the second one. I love the songs in the first one. I think overall, the songs are more iconic in the first one. But the second one has those two very iconic moments, mm. which is when he sings um, When Jesus Washed, and he does that mega high that note. Rhymes. And then obviously the ending where the beat comes in and they do like the final performance. Amazing. There's two. I think there's three. Oh, really? The third one would be when they're singing um, His Eyes on the Sparrow and the piano. I always it's found a... that bit really boring when I was a kid. Well, so it's not in my top three moments. But it's now. like if you want to listen to two insanely amazing singers just sing a song, that is literally like... Yeah, but a bit boring. I mean, oh. a bit boring, isn't it? I can't believe you're saying a bit boring to. Oh, well, when I'm seven, I don't want to sit there and listen to two people sing a slow song. I want some dancing. No, I want the, some boogie. But the, best, the best bit from the second one is the the mm. bit where they're like run, 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 but just to stand hide. Oh, when you like that bit? I hate that bit. <laughs> I like that bit when they're performing in like the little yeah, no. elderly assembly or whatever it was. I think it? it really annoyed me because I think the person who voiced Sister Mary Roberts in the first one is different in the second one. Is it? Her voice is like more rocky in the second one, but in the first one, Sister Mary Roberts is is still like rocky, but it sounded different to me, so I always thought they used a different um, singer for her. And then I just didn't like the song and it kind of scared me when I was a kid. Oh. Because <laughs> like, what a, what a, what a. Yeah, I know, but it's great. But I, I love mean, that bit. I love rewatching that bit. That's like one of my favorite that's bits. That's so funny because that is my least, that and the sparrow bit. <laughs> Favorite bits in What's the wrong second. with you, man? Come on. These <laughs> are the good bits. But the first one, I mean, I will follow him. You've got that. I will follow him. You've got Hail Mary. What's up? No, 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 no. I mean, I think the songs generally in the first one are iconic. Yes. You have the opening number where she's doing all the songs at the casino place. Mm -hmm. Although saying that, actually, the second one does open with the greatest medley of all time, which is which I do like a lot. Yes. I loved. Me and my friend Shannon, we always sing that um whole thing oh when she's flying around in vegas yeah oh yeah she's gonna be i was so that always confused me because 
I know it's a film, but like when I watched it when I was younger and she's like flying all over the place and then she starts to be like, oh, wait, why is this actually happening? And she yeah. doesn't realize that she doesn't think she's supposed to be doing this. I genuinely thought, I was like, oh, did they screw this bit up? Or something. <laughs> I used to think that every time I watched it and I was like, it's a film. What are you talking about? So, but yeah. I know what you mean, though. I probably thought a very similar thing. It's just a bit weird. Like she's like performing on stage and then starts flying and she's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on either. <laughs> What's happened here? Oh, but. funny. So I, I take it back, actually. The second one has three incredible music moments for me, which is that first great medley, then it's When Jesus Washed, and then it's the final number. Whereas in the first one, I mm. love all of the performances they do, all the songs. And then I actually think the soundtrack in the first one is great. Yeah. When they're, like, cleaning the local area, and it's yeah, just it's a really touch of love, cool. just yeah, a yeah. touch of love. It's very, like... Um, <laughs> It's very nineties esque, I would oh, say, yeah. bringing it because well, because a lot of it has Motown at its heart, and then it brings it back to that sort of nineties like. Well, it's a bit earlier eighties because it was made in nineteen ninety, the first one. Yeah, and the second one came okay. out ninety three, which I always remember because that was the year I was born. So they're doing the competition is the winners of nineteen ninety three. Oh, bring it all back. Wow. That's and everybody on the podcast knows how old I am. <laughs> Woo! Great. <laughs> um. Okay, so Sister Act 2 and Sister Act 1. I think both of them do an, like, an amazing job of having really unique stories. Like, it's just really fun. And the fact that they managed to have like the same character as the central focus in both, but take really like different stories within that. Mm-hmm. So obviously one is her escaping a life of crime, I guess. <laughs> and then the other one is her going and helping kids and the local community and all that and stuff like that and so i just thought well that's really good um, well the first one she's in witness protection well yeah it's a different dynamic for sure exactly and um but both are just really good i'd say mm-hmm. similar to you nostalgia wise i love listening to those moments in sister act two that really hits a point for me and the other thing that I really take away from Sister Act 2 actually which I didn't think about when I was younger but then as I got a bit older and I actually wrote about this in a blog I wrote for some music website and I was talking about my inspirations for music and there's that line in the second one and she's like Rilke said if you get up in the morning and all you want to do is sing and you gotta you be a singer thing, girl. yeah you gotta go and be a singer and then I was like wow I kind of think that as well. Yeah, yeah, no, that line actually really resonated with me. And I remember when I started screenwriting, I always thought back to that. I would wake up and just have ideas and want to write screenplays. Well, exactly. And I was yeah. like, damn, Whoopi was right. Yeah, Whoopi was right. <laughs> Did you know, originally, Sister Act, they were pitching it very differently. So instead of Motown, they were going to have someone like, I can't remember, was it Bette Midler or someone like that? And they were going to do sort of like old musical era songs instead. Yeah, I vaguely know about this. And mm. it was a white cast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Why. So they went basically a completely different direction with it. Well, it obviously fell through with whoever they were going to cast in that. Is it Bette Midler? I think it's someone like that who was going to be in it. Obviously, Whoopi came on the scene and for the better, I think. It's, it's so good the way it is and it's it's really fun. And it brought back all these songs that I as a... Oh, actually, now I'm thinking of other good songs in the second one. Yeah, of course you are because there's so many good ones. I'm actually loving one. the ending when they do Ain't No Mountain High Enough and then the bit Ain't where no they... Um, is that the ex- like exit credits? It is it? the exit credits. Yeah. And then they also do... Um, Get up off for your thing and dance to you. Oh, and the drive. 
Oh, well, yeah, when yeah, they're trying yeah, to get the, the money. Drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the same thing. I remember watching that bit. You know the bit where she, like, bends over and pretends she's injured? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, oh, she's... Like the actors, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Maybe it's just Whoopi Goldberg's like presence. Yeah, maybe. maybe I think she just like she's just like that. Maybe because she used to be a comedian, right? So she's just yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be her, Billy Crystal, and Robin Williams used to the always trifecta. Used, yeah, 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 an amazing little group. Love that. But, but okay, so I would say though that okay, music I think is fairly on par. I think the soundtrack overall is better in number one. Number one. Yep. But number two has this, I mean, the standout moments are iconic. Mm-hmm. But I do think this general storyline is better in the first one. Like, it's a more interesting story. The second one is pretty, she gets these kids together, do a choir, mm-hmm. they win the choir. You know, it's great, entertaining, mm-hmm. but it's not as dynamic storyline as the first one, I would say. Uh, and she doesn't really have a character arc in the second film, whereas in the first one, she has a big character arc. Yeah, it shifts, doesn't it? I, I mean, she, in a way, is the protagonist, but really it's... um. Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill, thank you the, very much. Lauren yes, Hill? The great Lauren Hill. Good, because I had a moment then when I was thinking Lauren from The Hills, and I was like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Lauren, Lauren Hill. Hill. You're quite right, Lauren Hill. <laughs> Fantastic singer, fantastic actress. Really, it's her story. It's not really Whoopi Goldberg. What's her name? I've forgotten now. Oh, my God. Sister Mary Clarence. Sister Mary Clarence, thank you. It's not really her story. I mean, that's not her real name. <clears throat> no, yeah. but... Um, we'll call her Sister Mary Clarence. Um, Dolores. Dolores. Uh, that's yeah, it. you don't have, like, the first one, I think the story feels better and, like, the other characters, the other nuns are more fleshed out. So you've got Maggie Smith as the main nun and she really hates Dolores and there's that tension yeah there's tension like that. It's, it's good and there's resolution and it's really nice and heart, yeah. heartwarming whereas the second one's a bit you know basic I would say in terms of storyline but really enjoyable yeah. I, I love the second one uh, I'm just I'm just saying compared to I the think, first one story wise and character development wise it's less yes less well thought through I, just, I think generally I completely agree the first one better story stronger film second one can be potentially more enjoyable Mm. Um, to watch. I would kind of describe the first one as like heartwarming and the second one as inspirational. Oh. Beautiful language there, but... Yeah, yeah. lovely. Yeah, that's how I would describe the two. So then I would say I do not think the second one is better than the first one. Mm. That's my assessment. But it's... So you think the first one is better? I think the first one's better. But it's like, nostalgia-wise, I'm always leaning towards the second one. But if I'm like trying to think about it and I'm thinking, okay, actually, first one's better story, more cohesive... Like, quite unique film for when it came out. And, yeah, still really enjoyable to watch. So I'd go for the first one. Oh, I would probably agree that this, the first one is probably a better film. But, yeah, I love the second one. And I might sometimes say that the second is my favourite, but more for nostalgia. It's more reasons. about the time of day that you're feeling, you know. Yeah, when like, am I wanting to put on? Well, yeah, I like the I mean, the, one now. the ideal thing to do is to just put both on, watch them both in a row. I thought you meant at the same time. <laughs> I was like, what? how would you do that? <laughs> Just, I will follow him. <laughs> he goes to the next one. So. Yeah, funny. Um, there's a really iconic, it's like a meme that goes around from a guy from Queer Eye and he's doing someone's hair and she's oh. never seen Sister Act and he goes into full on, you've never seen Sister Act? And like, is there a lowdown about how amazing both Sister Act 1 and 2 are? Seems apt. It is, it is. It's yeah, great. Well. If you haven't seen that clip, go look it up. I'll come to my third S then, shall I, in sequels that beat the OGs. Okay, here we go. It is an animation. Oh, first of the list. Here we go. 
first of the list. Oh, first animation yes, of the first list. Yes, first animation of the list. <laughs> I was really confused. First of the list. What? <laughs> <laughs> the first animation of the list, but uh-huh. the third S of the list. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any guess what it might be? I mean, if you're going to say Incredibles. Should... It doesn't start with an S, though, does it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can see how prepared I am for this. Um, S. Spiderwick Chronicles. I that, don't know why I thought of that film. That's, but... that's not an animation for one. It's got animation in it. Oh, does it? Well, it's got CGI. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if CGI and animation are quite the same thing. No, okay. Um, all right, this could go on for a while, so I'm just going to give up. Shrek 2. Okay, okay, okay. I probably should have guessed that, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, I think you could. Shrek 2. Yeah. Wow. Loads of people love Shrek 2 more than the first one. Mm. I've watched that a lot. I've watched Shrek 2 loads. Yeah. Well, the first time we got Shrek 1 on video, uh-huh. I watched it five times in one day. I just kept putting it on and on and on. I bet mum loved that. She <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just yeah. Like, walked in the room like, God, I have to listen to this crap again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got great one line as the first one, but so so does the second one. Mm-hmm. The second one we had on DVD, upgrade there, very mm-hmm. exciting. Second one we went to see in the cinema. I remember at the time hearing about how Shrek 2 was like the biggest box office for us sequel or for an animation ever I can't remember what I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised but yeah it was huge when mm-hmm. Shrek 2 came out I yeah. remember it being so busy in the cinema just yeah it had broken a few records of some sort when it came out mm. and I think it was it was a nice surprise because Shrek 2 carried on everything from the first one but just expanded it yeah Shrek 2 um why do I get the vibe you're not vibing Shrek 2 as I'm, much as one because there are things about Shrek 2 that bug me oh right let's like, I just don't like Prince Charming and the Fairy Godmother. <laughs> I, I just don't... I'm saying I don't like it. I do like it as it's fun to watch. Like, And I, I love watching Shrek too. But it's those parts and those characters which just drag it down for me. And it's just not as enjoyable. Whereas like the first one, it's basically just him and Donkey. And it's just jokes the whole way. <laughs> like it's just you could tell the filmmakers yeah. were just like how can we make fun of every fairy tale trope and do it in a light-hearted but you know classic story and it's just really funny I mean the first film is basically a buddy comedy well exactly that's what it is yeah whereas the second one they do expand it obviously and it's more about family differences I guess coming together in-laws and all that yeah. and other outside forces getting involved I'm trying to think what I pre- I really enjoy both of them and as I said, I've spoken to a lot of people where I say, oh, we're talking about Shrek 2 being better than Shrek 1. And a lot mm. of people are like, yeah, 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 it is. I think I personally prefer Shrek 1 just because I remember seeing, well, I remember seeing both in the cinema, but I remember really loving Shrek 1. And I was really happy when I saw Shrek 2 that I lived up to par. Mm. But I think just nostalgia reasons, I prefer Shrek 1. And actually Shrek 1 has, I think funnier jokes overall that I can remember that's 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 what I'm I'm thinking is like actually what I guess I didn't like about Fairy Godmother and Prince Charming was that it wasn't that funny but you did have Puss in Boots in number two which added oh, yeah, that okay. comedy Puss in was great. and everybody I remember in the cinema when he does the wide eyes thing everyone was like yeah. <laughs> I mean I, the listeners can't see my expression but I know you can and I'm we're talking about Shrek 2, and there's something... Yeah, you're not... I I, like, I really like Shrek 2. I, I, think liked, it's, I, think it's... I like Shrek 2, and I will watch Shrek 2 any day of the week. But... I, there's, not if there's, Shrek's on at the same time. Yeah, literally, <laughs> I, there's, there's no argument that I would get behind 
to support two over one. Shrek mm-hmm. one just, and I don't even think it's like a nostalgia thing. I think I've watched Shrek two more, but every time I've watched Shrek one, I go, "Oh, this is actually just more enjoyable and just a better film." Mm. In my opinion, yeah, but I... they're both great like kids films. But I think also the first one, the jokes, whether they're like adult humor, I don't know. But I think it's geared more oh, towards summer adult humor. Well, <laughs> <laughs> is it the bit where it goes? Please keep out the grass, shine your fuse, wipe your face. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and there's like a lot of, um, there's the bit where Lord Farquaad's in bed and he's like, show me a picture of the princess again or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the list. <laughs> the um, bed sheet. <laughs> Do you know the muffin man? <laughs> just the whole Lord Farquaad is just such a bloody great character. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can guess that like, Prince Charming is probably more annoying than funny. The second film was more of a overall big, complicated plot, a bit more of a general spectacle, more characters, whereas the first one's a bit more focused and a bit more... Well, I mean, it, it's, it kind of makes sense, It's just right? about those two and their sort of journey. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Princess Fiona gets involved as well, but mm. the second one is more sprawling and you've got more characters with different motivations. Mm. In the first one, you just have Lord Farquaad as the villain and that's it. Yeah. Whereas you have Princess Fiona's dad being a bit of a douchebag mm. a lot of the time in the second one. You've got the fairy godmother, you've got Puss in Boots getting involved. <laughs> At first, he's going to try and assassinate Shrek, but then he becomes their friend, la-da-da. And you have the bit at the big fight at the end, you know, where the gingerbread man comes along and he's like huge. Oh, yeah. He takes over the, tries to break in through the castle. The, the classic. Um, what do they call him? He's like, boo. I don't remember, but it's such a. a name for him. It's such a, what's it called? A Ghostbusters moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's got really good fun sequences. And I remember liking the bit when they're in the fairy godmother's barn of magic stuff. I, have to, mm-hmm. I can't remember what the word is, but they're going through all the potions, trying to find the love potion and. All that stuff. It's not quite an Emperor's New Groove potion scene. No, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, me and Jiggy both love the Emperor's New Groove. Mm. So, yes, nothing stands up to the animal transformation potion sequence in that film. But uh, it's it's good. I, like, I enjoy Shrek 2 a lot. A lot, a lot. I want to rewatch it now because now, oh, now they, I feel I'm being yourself. too harsh. Yeah, now I feel I'm being too harsh. But I'm, on instinct, I've got to go Shrek 1. Shrek 1's better. I think also... I've seen Shrek 1 more than Shrek 2, and I literally know that script so well off by heart, I would say. I can quote so many donkey lines. Whereas the second one, I'm a bit weaker uh, in terms of... I mean, the one thing I can quote from Donkey in the second one is, uh, are we there yet? Yeah, I was just about to say the bit when they're travelling, I remember in the beginning. Are we there yet? And he's annoying. No, Donkey. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do the accent, but (laughs) there you go. Uh, But the first one, I just remember so many lines. But you said, like, all those things that you were mentioning, like, scenes-wise from the second one, I was just thinking, like, oh, I don't actually remember that that well. But I know I've watched the second one more than the first one. Just, I know it. Like, I've watched it so many times. Maybe it's just not imprinted on your brain as much for some reason. Yeah, I think it's because um, Shrek was one of the answers in the quiz we did recently. Oh, well, there you go. You've got, so, you've got Shrek, Shrek on the mind. Got Shrek on your mind. It's exactly. because you were doing, um, what, what was it called? The uh, names of scenes. And you had yeah. to guess the movie from the names of the scenes. And Shrek was the one I got right. Oh, was, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was a quiz where I did DVD chapter titles. So these were the names of DVD chapter titles. And I gave mm. the titles of the chapters. And you had to guess the film from that. So Shrek's was Remove Your Helmet. Campfire mm-hmm. and what was the other one? Oh, 
wedding preparations. Yeah, and the the thing that gave it away for me was remove your helmet. Remove your helmet. Yeah, because it, they like rescue her, and then she doesn't know what he looks like, and then he removes it. That I know, obviously, that makes sense. Um, but that's what gave it away for me. Ah, also, the first film has so many great songs. Yeah. I love the somebody wants to. And then you have um, the bit where they're like falling in love. And there's so many great songs. Mm-hmm. I don't remember much about the music in the second one. Except from um, the ending song, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. She sings that. <clears throat> the fairy godmother sings that Jennifer Saunders and they do a whole big. I was just singing Upside, Inside Out, Living La Vida Loca. That is one of them. I think that's at the very end when Puss and Boots is up there. Yeah. But also in the DVD extras of both of them, they have the extra singing bits. Yeah, so in the second that's one, what I'm they, about. The second one I love the X Factor where they all it's like. Simon did... Kelson, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that... I animated Simon Kelson. Well, no, yes. no, no, I know, but I, was just, I just remember the, the extras as well and I was like, why is Simon Cowell here? What's going on? <laughs> and they all do their little performances. Um, and then Finch Charming did the one, I'm too sexy for my show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> but the first one has, it wasn't a DVD extra, but oh, is it in the credits where they do the whole, um, and I can do that whole music sequence. The bit where he's playing the piano. Donkey's no. playing the piano. Oh, well, yeah, he is in that bit. Uh, I'm a believer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. No, 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 I know that's the ending oh, oh, song. Right, 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 what right. I'm saying is it's the bit afterwards, the music bit, where they do the whole music. It's like, oh, 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 staying alive, staying alive. Oh, 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 who let the dogs out? Oh, okay, I remember that, them doing that. And it goes, dance to the music. Don't, 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 don't. It must be during the credits, right? Yeah, I can't remember if that's at the end of the movie or if it's a post credit scene. Or it was an additional DVD. People who've watched it recently, please remind me because it's terrible. I can't remember exactly. Sorry, I can't remember so much. So, okay, but for you then, final verdict: two or one? Which is mm. better? I think one is. Okay, I'm going to agree with you on that. Well, we seem to be agreeing. Yeah. Sister Act one better, Shrek one better, Spider Man two better. Ah. <sighs> that's that's our verdict so Quite far. Right. Okay, very good, very good, very good. All right, now we're off the S's. Here we go. We're actually going back down the superhero path. I mean, there's so many superhero sequels. I mean, it's hard to avoid them. Well, I'm going down the DC path. And I think this is a sequel that most people would unanimously agree is better than the first one. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think I know where we're going. We're going to the Dark Dark Knight. Knight. Yeah. Yes, we are. Christopher Nolan, his second in his Batman trilogy. Mm. Obviously, you have to mention Heath Ledger's performance of the Joker, Mm -hmm. which I still think is the best Joker performance I've seen. Oh, I'd agree. Yeah, 100%. I didn't end up seeing Joker, but I've seen oh. a lot from Joker. I've seen bits of it. And I would, yeah, I would just agree. I'd still say, from what I've seen, Heath Ledger just seems to be the one. I think Heath Ledger was great at being really, like, sickly scary, but also have that crazy sort of yeah. intense vibe. He's very intense, yeah. He's really intense. It's, I remember the bit where he like walks around Maggie Gyllenhaal in like the ball place and he's got the knife and he's like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 just, just like... Just a weird face thing. you just did. Shame these guys can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like licking his lips and it's all like... Blah, blah, blah. Mm. As um as he's like being really creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the whole the whole storyline of the police not trusting Batman and him being out to be a villain mm-hmm. or, you know, 
Joker trying to tempt Batman to the dark side and it's just again sort of like Spider-Man 2 it's got a really good emotional arc and storyline and it feels very real like Christopher Nolan's all his Batman films feel very grounded and not not cheesy villains for the sake of them and like really bright and colorful it's very grounded very earthy and I think the second one just hit the nail on the head of doing a great Mm -hmm. superhero film that feels dark and gritty and yeah exciting I think just before I talk about the second one when you're saying that his films feel grounded I would say yes for the first two I think actually the reason I don't like the third one is it begins to not feel grounded it mm. starts to enter that that realm of like now things are getting a bit too otherworldly like it, it's it's not because it's obviously set in the same place for much of it it's it's not like a like a mystical villain bane is just a big guy but it starts to get a bit fantastical and i think loses that thing that the first and second had which was that grounding and yeah. it's like oh this is a like a, this is kind of a human story also, the third one, just Bane's voice makes me laugh. I'm um, not sure well. if it's like... <laughs> I, I, the thing about Bane's voice is I was just like, is it a creative problem or is it an or editing problem? Like, what? what is... What's going on here? I mean, Christopher Nolan's, like, use of sound is, you know, can be controversial at times considering you can't hear anything because it's also loud. Yeah. It, um, it, yeah, it's, it's in that plane scene at the beginning of the third one. It's not just that Bane's voice is like muffled and quiet. It's also that the plane is like... No one like loves so that loud. though. It's like Tenet. You're like, I could not hear a word anyone was saying in that movie, but Chris Nolan likes it like that. So, you know, filmmakers, filmmakers' decision. But also to do with okay. the third one, even though we're not meant to be talking about the third one. It's still a sequel. Yes, but we're definitely not, we're not, neither of us are suggesting the third one is better than the first or second one. Though some have, so. Some may be. But I think also, my problem with Bane, apart from the voice situation, he's not scary. Whereas Mm. the Scarecrow in the first one, oh, terrified me so much. Scarecrow is scary. Scarecrow is terrifying. And the Joker's, Joker's really scary. And also Two-Face in the the second one is also terrifying. Mm. When he turns around in the bed, and he sees his face for the first time. I was like, oh, because mm-hmm. I didn't I hadn't read the Batman comics when I saw it in the cinema. So I did not know that was going to happen. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. His actually, face actually I think on the second one, Two-Face is a really good character because it does bring in politics and self-image and like media into the whole story. And I think in the third one, it just it, it loses that sort of again, it's it's the grounding. It's like it's just lost that whole kind of relevance i mean bane is just this guy who kind of doesn't really have a vision he just sort of comes in and is like we must restructure gotham and it's like mate you haven't lived here like you don't know what's going on two-face literally was like a shining politician and then to to see that fall from grace in your own town and all that so that was a really good really good character and i personally think it balanced out joker quite nicely and i think having both those storylines and seeing them interweave at the end really work quite well. However, I know there are people who actually think that the first one's better because it doesn't muddle its story so much. Yeah, that I can understand that. Like, the, the second one is, I remember, it is long and it is more of a sprawling storyline. The first one really is, well, like Spider-Man 1, I suppose, it, it's more the character's arc and him coming to home with his parents' death and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I've seen the first Batman 
only a few times. I've seen The Dark Knight quite a lot of times. And then the third one with Bane in, I've seen once or twice. Mm. So, I mean, I think The Dark Knight is just a great film. And I think that's why I've watched it so many times. Not because it's a Batman film or it's part of that sequence of films. I just really enjoyed The Dark Knight as a standalone film, Mm. which is why I've watched it many times. Right. I also remember seeing the first Batman in the IMAX cinema in London mm-hmm. and the bit where the scarecrow put his mask on for the first time and he sprayed that thing to make people go woozy. It, it that's, is scary. That's, that's not even the thing that scares me. The thing that scares me is the, you know, the like grit that seeps out of Batman. So yes. like like when Scarecrow puts his mask on and he gets sprayed by himself, mm. what comes out of Batman is this like black liquid mm-hmm. that like really freaked me out when I saw that. <laughs> I mean, I'm used to it now, but it's... <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> I'm used to it now. I've seen that for I, I mean, I don't even remember that. I really just remember... I really just remember the scarecrow from the first one being so terrifying. And then also the bit down the alleyway when the parents get killed or something or he's mm. watching the parents leave or, or whatever. Yeah. Also, they had an actress change from the first to the second film. They had Katie Holmes in and number one. Who do you think was better? Maggie Gyllenhaal, number two. I really like Maggie Gyllenhaal as an actress, so I would probably say her. Though, saying that, I've only seen Batman Begins a few times, right. and I don't have a very clear memory of her portrayal. I mean, I, I'm not sure why she left. I don't really know exactly what happened. Oh, it could, it could have been anything. could have been negotiations. She just didn't want to do it. Yeah. She got a different role. She didn't want to act anymore. Could be anything. Wasn't there something I felt like Christian Bale didn't want to do the third one? Possibly. I think there was something like that, wasn't it? Christian Bale is quite an actor's actor. I can imagine him being like, I've done two films of the same character. I need something else. Yeah, and also just, I mean, the Batman sitting with all that, like, suit on, getting ready all the time. Like, it'd just be tiring. Yeah, I'm sure it is. And also, when you people play these superheroes, they have to get so fit. Like, it must be horrible. Months of training, you can't eat how you want to eat. You have to really get into... No carbs. See see ya. Yeah, that would be really depressing. Yeah, that would be tough. So, you know, I can understand. But um, I do genuinely think the second one is the best film from memory, Anna said. There must be a reason why I keep going back to watch that one and not the other two. If you want my honesty, I think it is Joker that makes it so good. I Mm. think if... If it hadn't been Heath Ledger, if it weren't the Joker, because bearing in mind the context of Batman as a, as a whole media franchise, right? The dynamic between Joker and Batman is probably out of any superhero villain arc in Marvel DC, doesn't matter. That's probably the most iconic one. So to have them together kind of made the film. Yeah. Now, if I'm looking at kind of objectively, I think like the first one is slightly better, a bit more cohesive. And I also think it does the superhero journey really well. Like him going through the phases of realising he has to come to the terms with the world of crime that is in Arkham and then having to go experience his like supply chains and how he's impacting things and learn how to fight and all that. I think it's really good. Ra's al Ghul is really good as well. We haven't talked about Ra's al Ghul. I think he's played really well by Liam Neeson, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's played really, really well. Oh yeah, the, the first one's actually really good. And I think that it gets overshadowed by the second one what? Slightly unfairly. So now you, you've convinced me now to go back and watch Batman Begins. Yeah. This is good. Maybe I'll do the whole thing. I'll watch Batman 1, 2, and 3 in a row. But I, genuinely, I think like the second one is loved so much because of Heath Ledger. Yeah. 
And also the opening sequence in the second one is great. Yeah. When they're rubbing the bank, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, it's really, really cool. And, and he just and, shoots them all. Yeah, they literally just one after the other just shoot each other and it's like, oh, okay, what's going on? And Joker's left. And it's such a great reveal as well because you just kind of don't know what's going on. Yeah, and I, I think it's really, it's a horrible film to watch because Batman is put in so many difficult situations that implicate him as someone who has to make moral decisions mm. and can never make anyone happy. So it's like either saving Maggie Gyllenhaal, can't remember the character's name, or Two-Face. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then also having to save this boat or the one with all the prisoners on it. Because Joker's like banking on them prisoners to kill normal people and then it turns out the prisoners are the ones that... Like it was actually quite a nice message to that. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's quite good, isn't it? Shows, yeah. shows bias. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Unconscious bias we have against so, them. I really love the second one and I would say that is my favourite. However... Caveat is, I will go back and rewatch Batman Begins from mm. your recommendation. Very good. I think you should. Um, and then I, you know, might maybe it'll change my mind. I'm going to agree with you again. Because, oh. <laughs> so I, I thought you were going to do something different. Well, no, because what what I'm saying is that like, I think it's closer than people realize. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I yeah. Think, I think the Dark Knight is like, whoa, it's the Dark Knight. But actually, let's take a look at Batman Begins again. You know. <laughs> but yeah, okay, I would go. Number two in the number one. Also, I just want to do one quick little shout out to the Batman with, uh, what's his name? Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. It's actually fantastic. And I think it could have been the best Batman film mm. if it was a bit more coherent. So I would recommend watching that. I haven't seen the Batman. So again, on your recommendation, mm-hmm. I will the, watch what that. What I've just said is very controversial. I know. And I think the problem is everyone has in their minds, oh, Dark Knight. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, get rid of that. Just take the Batman on its own. And now I'm going to give you a recommendation. I'd be interested to hear what you think of Joker. So watch Joker. Okay. Have you watched it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> Everyone loves a bit of Joaquin. Oh, yeah, he is. He's great. Although... Is he? Uh, I mean, yeah, yes, he's a great actor, but I've not seen him in anything where I've been like, oh, that's really good. I don't know. I just... He's like, oh, okay. He's really, he's, I think he's been great in everything I've seen. Um... But he's I a mean, good actor. I, I'm being a bit harsh. He's yeah. a very good actor. I think he's performed other roles better, or like there have been more roles that are more interesting than the Joker that he's done, which I think he probably should have won an award for and not the Joker. But yeah, it, it's good. I didn't love it as much as everybody else loved the Joker, I wouldn't say. but Again, it's, I, I think part of that is the character. And part of what makes The Dark Knight is the Joker. It's, it's, a, it's a character thing. It's not necessarily a person playing him. It's a character thing. Yeah, it's yeah, true. It's just such an interesting, dynamic yeah, true, true, character. True, true. yeah. Um, and that's the only character that people have won multiple Oscars for. Wow. Playing the Joker. So Joaquin Phoenix won it, and then obviously Heath Ledger. Interesting fact. So two actors have won for the same role. Lovely. Interesting, isn't it? Very good. Okay, well, we'll go on to my last film in my, my um, sequels list. Good. Okay, here we go. And I'm actually wondering, have you seen this film? Uh-oh. Well, I hope so. I need to mention, which I probably should have said at the beginning, I'm not including any sort of Disney Pixar films because we talked a lot about mm-hmm. Pixar films in our first episode and I talked about sequels, etc. There might be another episode we do about sequels to do with Pixar or to do with Disney mm-hmm. or any of those sort of big yeah. animation. No, I'm on board. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. My last one is... Paddington 2. Oh, yes. Did you just say, I don't know if you've seen Paddington 2? Well, I don't know. I can't remember. Have you seen the we Paddington? We literally watched it together. Oh, did I make you watch it? I, I've probably watched that film good God amount of times. I don't know. Oh. Since, I, I think I watched it like twice in like two days. I love Paddington 2. It's probably one of my favourite films. What is amazing about Paddington 2 is it's not just one of your favourite films. It's like one of the favourite films of the world. 
Wow. Well, no, but like, <laughs> I know. What? No, that was no, so amazing. Because the reason it's amazing is because who would have thought a random film about Paddington coming out would just like break cinema? I mean, it, it was like on Rotten Tomatoes, it had 100% Rotten Tomatoes. That's rating. what I mean. It was like one of the, it held that top spot. Like, who would have actually while. guessed that Paddington com- coming out would have done that? Paddington 2. Okay, Paddington 2. I mean, this is another point, is they're both bloody great. I do think that Paddington 2 is better. Mm-hmm. And my main reason for it I is... Know, I know what the main reason is. The villain. Mm. I just think Hugh Grant is so good. And I love how they just poke fun at him. And I love the fact that the filmmakers literally sent him the script with Hugh Grant, like him say, this is written for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Did they actually do that? Yeah. They literally just like, this is for you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A washed up actor. <laughs> his heyday was just being in rom-coms and being the handsome devil back in his 20s and now he's washed up selling dog food commercials. But isn't that, isn't that like a real shame? Because like... He loved it. He's actually a great actor, right? He's like so good. But then he got stuck doing all these crap romance roles and it's just like, well... Well, that's what's fun. I think this is the Hugh Grant renaissance where you just like, <laughs> do what you want. And that's the thing. Actors do get put into boxes and yeah. he obviously got offered so much money to do those sorts of rom you can't leads. turn it down oh why would you yeah you get the money rolling in i mean hello yeah. so yeah so it's been nice to see him able to branch out and his performance is so good in the film and my problem with the first one is nicole kidman's character i just think it's a bit thin it's not a very interesting villain mm. i don't think i don't think there's anything particularly wrong with her performance i just didn't like the villain it felt a bit empty to me and i think I agree. Mm. whereas the second one it's just so fun his performance and actually the way the storyline wraps it all up together also it was a nice surprise because usually you go to a sequel, you don't expect it to be as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's a pass the expectations. Yeah. I was like, I've never enjoyed a film so much in the cinema. <laughs> it's I, so good. I would completely agree. And and not better in, oh, it puts puts down the original. It's just like, it just builds on the original. Yeah, it's like, not saying, that we're not saying the first Paddington is bad. Mm. It's just, it's better. <laughs> also, because Paddington 1 has the funniest line I've ever heard. Because I was really sceptical to watch it and I remember you... Like we're like oh the second you, one no the first one the first one so oh, you right. you were like oh you have to watch Paddington you have to watch Paddington I was just like okay why would I watch Paddington it's just Paddington <laughs> and you were like no it's really good I was like okay fine and I wasn't expecting much from it all at all but like right at the start there's that line where the explorer says to the bear he's like say London oh, yeah. he's like London he's like perfect now say Stratford upon Avon <laughs> <laughs> that just made me laugh so much I was uh, like okay I can tell this is I'm gonna like this actually now yeah, yeah it's so good because it's the people who um wrote the mighty bush and horrible histories and so that's very British humor I didn't realize that yeah. that's where you know the writers came from wow yeah I love the bit when Hugh Grant's dressed up as the nun and the security guard is like stop that stunning sister <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's plenty of things and just ah. Oh, Great cast. Yeah, they're both great. Um, but I think what you said about the villain is completely correct. Like, Nicole Kidman did a fine job, but the character just wasn't as good. It's just hard to beat how quite original and unique the character of the second one was, like the villain. And also, I felt like the story in the second one was a bit more dynamic. Mm. Um, the okay. first one is kind of like, oh, there's a foreign animal and an evil person wants to go and stuff it okay great it's like it's funny like it's fine but then the second one it was like oh we have to go 
figure out who's trying to solve this mystery and this puzzle and like and, and then Paddington gets put in jail and it's like hilarious because he's because he like stands up to the chef and Aww. yeah it's just great Brendan Gleeson yeah he's great as the chef as well All and the then cats. they come back and save him at the end <sighs> yeah and also like in Spider-Man 2 Paddington has a real crisis of confidence mm. and thinking everything he he's done right in the world is not it's not worthy and his family he's made don't love him anymore <laughs> maybe we figured it out. <laughs> Best films, crisis of confidence films. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Just chuck it in there somewhere. Just base it all on Spider-Man 2. That's mm. it. Base every film on it. But it is, it's really good. It's really funny, Paddington 2. And the way he's animated is really cool as well. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I, I'm so glad that they cast Ben Wishaw. So do you know who was originally cast as Paddington? Whose voice? I do not. Colin Firth. Oh. They apparently even recorded some lines and then they changed midway through the process. Well, I don't know how Colin Firth felt about that. Well, I think he agreed. I think he just was like, yeah, it's not quite working quite right. I think as, as a filmmaker, as an actor, you can probably, you can tell it's not quite mm. gelling or, mm. or whatever it is. So, And I was quite mm. happy with Ben Wishaw. Mm-hmm. How do you say his name? Um, because I, the only thing I'd seen him in before that was the Bond film that he was in, the first one that he was in, Skyfall. Mm-hmm. And I just was, I didn't really care for him in that. I just thought, well, whatever. And then he voiced... Paddington and I was like oh wait <laughs> yeah, he's actually great <laughs> and it, it like works because the film is so British it's kind of like yeah he has that kind of perfect voice I'm not saying Colin Firth doesn't have a obviously British voice but I think Ben Wishaw just brings a sort of like British life to it yeah I think also the problem that would have been with Colin Firth is that his voice is very iconic we've seen Colin Firth in so many roles and mm-hmm. a lot of similar roles of romantic lead right sort of slightly awkward British man I mean Bridget Jones had both of them so yeah yeah Hugh Grant and yeah. Colin so I feel like if we heard his voice we would think it's Colin Firth mm-hmm. whereas I think with Ben Whishaw because he was slightly less established in terms of certain roles he's done and he's not as famous a name as Colin Firth mm-hmm. you, you think of him as Paddington rather than Colin Firth voicing Paddington which I think could have been the case yeah. had Colin Firth done the voice mm-hmm. No contest for me. Paddington 2 beats the original. I'm going to agree. 100%. Woo! Yeah, good stuff. Full sweep. Yeah, I know. Full Agreed sweep. Agreed with me the whole way. Though, I think it's like, with all the films that you've said, okay, with most of the films that you said, it, it's kind of been like, I feel like the first one deserves its place. Yeah. You know, like, and I don't think people should ignore the first one just because the second one is so good. Yeah, but the thing is, is that almost exclusively the first films aren't the best so it makes sense that they're really good quality and the sequel is has been able to top it which is very difficult to do Mm -hmm. maybe we could do uh, another episode of sequels which absolutely annihilated the the franchise the franchise yeah Yeah, yeah. there's plenty of those yeah we could go on about another episode for another day we've already been talking (laughs) we've already been talking a long time I know we've been going for a long time but um, if, if there are any other sequels you think we've missed out and you want to hear us discuss please do comment let us know if you want us to talk about more sequels in the future. This episode was actually suggested by someone on our Instagram page. Wow. So there you go. Thank you very much to that person yeah, for, for, for suggesting this idea. Mm-hmm. We've really enjoyed talking about the sequels. Mm-hmm. It's inspired me to go watch a few of the first films. I was going to say prequels, but the originals. I will need to go back and watch, like Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. I need to go back and watch that for sure. Yeah. I'm inspired as ever to just watch Sister Act 1 and 2 for the fun of it. Absolutely. I also might give Shrek 2 another rewatch. Yeah, I want to watch Shrek 2 again. That's that's the one where I've just thought, oh, you know what, I've kind of forgotten 
about it, and I need to rewatch it. And on the good news, hopefully, is good news. Paddington Three is coming out. Is it? Yes. I didn't no. even realise it was the third one. Yep, it's it's coming out this year, presumably around Christmas is when it will come out. But it might be next year. Right. I need to double check. It's fine. You know what? To them, I say, take your time. Yeah. <laughs> don't Make rush it. it. Don't <laughs> rush it. We've, you know what? I will watch Paddington 2 every day until that, happily. So you just take your time with it. It's fine. Yeah. Yes, yes. Any excuse to watch Paddington 2 and just sing, London is the place for me. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love the music in the second one. Well, They've it, done, they did the second one justice, so I have faith. Yeah, that's all. They've shown that they can do it, so you just got to have faith. Although, saying that, we did then get Spider-Man 3 after 1 and 2. We did get Shrek 3 after 1 and 2. Aye, aye, aye. And? And? The Dark Knight, whatever, return. What was the third one called? Domo Bane. Yeah. Get rid of that. Bobber. Bobber. I just remember him sounding like that. He literally does. There's one bit where... He's in the bank with one of the like sleazy politician guys he's working with and he grabs him by the head and he's like, oh, I'm mobile. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Oh, yeah. Remember your impression of something but the darkness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was born in the darkness <laughs> when he's fighting Batman. <laughs> he merely adopted the shadows. <laughs> and that voice sounds really similar to his voice in... um. Mad Max as well. There's a bit where it's, oh, su- it's such Hardy, it's, it's a bit where he does such a Mr. Bean. He's in the car with Charlie oh, Theron, and he literally goes like, <laughs> oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bane all over again. I don't rate Tom Hardy as much as everyone else does because all I know about Tom Hardy from all of his films is he just has this ridiculous voice where he's just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. even when he's talking normally, he still sounds like he's like, oh, blah, blah. it's like I can't hear what you're saying, lad. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't want to. Okay, we're just going to end on bashing Tom Hardy. Great. <laughs> I haven't bashed him. I haven't said anything bad about Tom Hardy. Just right, that bad. he was a bit difficult to understand in Mad Max and also in the Dark Knight. <laughs> oh no, the Dark Knight Rises. No, whatever. The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah Dark Knight yeah, Rises. I've enjoyed him in everything else. I'd say so. Okay, I suppose I haven't seen him in that much else, <laughs> except from Inception. I remember him in Inception. He's, in, he's see part- now. I don't remember him in Inception. He's part of the crew. Okay. The mind. Uh, to be fair, I don't remember much about Inception. It's a bit of a head wrangler, that film, from mm. what I remember. I've watched it quite a lot. So. Oh, I've only seen it once. Oh. oh, if you've only seen it once, then yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> I don't remember much yeah. apart from weird things happening and buildings yeah. changing and Leonardo DiCaprio spinning a top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's all I remember. <sighs> anyway, that's a great note to end the sequels on. <laughs> Very good. The sequels episode on. If you enjoyed it, please share the podcast. Yeah, share it wherever you can. Please... Like it as well, and uh, yeah. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.